from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're back. It's Locked On Chiefs. It's midweek now, and we are getting ready for this New York Giants game as the Chiefs get ready to take on the second half of the season. We have a great show for you today. Our new special guest, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, is going to join us. His first time on the show. We're going to talk a lot about what he sees in the stats that you don't necessarily pull out of highlights and normal PFF grades. So really insightful stuff. Look forward to you guys hearing that. A little bit of stuff going on. Unfortunately, it's not with the Kansas City Chiefs. The New York Giants, this week's opponent, is in such turmoil that we're hearing uh, some rumors about coaching changes, GM changes. Uh, they went and changed out their kick returner this week, so the Chiefs are going to get somebody new on special teams. Uh, another dynamic option uh, that the Chiefs had to kind of contend for. Uh, like to see the special teams unit get back on track this game. Um, but the Chiefs have an opponent that's down on their luck. They need to take the advantage, press what they do best, and get back on track in some of the areas they've been lacking in lately. We're going to talk about that later in the week. We have Seth Kaiser on with us from Arrowhead Pride tomorrow, and we have our preview show for Friday. Make sure you turn into those. Please check out the rest of the podcast network, all of our shows for every single club, including Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson, kind of our flagship show. Um, And make sure, if you'd like to be involved and be available to get one of the pro football focus subscriptions that we're giving away. All you got to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure when you do that, you leave your Twitter handle and that'll get you eligible. Now, beyond that, not a whole lot of news. The team gets ready to start practicing on Wednesday to get ready for these giants. One thing we'll be watching for is uh, who's back and who's out there uh, in particular, the left guard situation. Does Parker Iger actually get out there and make some kind of noise. Does he run with the ones? That's one particular question I'll be watching. This is a big week. After the bye, Andy Reid's got a good track record of using that schedule to his advantage. And can they get things back on track offensively and try to hold the ball a little bit longer in the second half of the season, try to protect the defense a bit. And we're going to talk more about the specifics later in the week. But right now, let's start talking stats with our newest guest. Well, we have a special treat for you, Chiefs Kingdom. Tonight, we are talking with Eric Eager from PFF. And I, I know you've heard us talk with Mike Renner before. Eric's kind of a, another aspect. Everybody, and this is the thing that I love about PFF, is everyone can look at the data and take some different things away from it, can't they? Yeah, I think that that's, that's fair. I mean, like Mike's a, a very much a football guy and um, is on that aspect of it, and I'm more of the a math guy. Uh, who who sort of tries to crunch the numbers in in a in a deeper way for sure? Do you have a, a specific philosophy that you that you approach it from in, in regards to the way you look at the math? Uh, well, you know, I m- one of the things that I like to do is make sure that I have um, people who know more football than I do ask good questions, and then you know, I I played in college and stuff, so I understand football a decent amount, but just to you know, ask a lot of good questions to people who know more football than me. And then hopefully we can get to a point where they are stuck and then I can dig in the data for insight. So it's very cyclical. It's very, you know, it very works very, you know, much like science does where you have experts and you have people who have various skill sets feeding into each other for sure. Well, did you look at the data that are being, that is being produced by the NFL right now, how long has that really been something that's been looked at? I know PFF's been around for a couple of years, but 
has that data really been used in the past? I know it's getting used a lot more now. Yeah, I think football in terms of the four major sports is the last in terms of progress made. Baseball is certainly, you know, and baseball is easier for sure. Um, but sports like, like hockey and basketball have, have made a lot of progress, especially the NBA. Um, so, you know, I think we have 30 of the 32 teams, you know, our, NFL, our clients for PFF, a fair amount of college teams are as well. Um, I would say that they're using our data, you know, to to a certain degree, but there's always places where we can like give them insights and um, and and tell them, you know, you know, this type of player and this type of scheme will do better than this type of player and that type of scheme. Or, you know, if you run, if you have this strategy on second and long, you're far better. Um, one that's been pretty easy, and they even talked about it in the broadcast last night was you know, the kickoff rule and how the new kickoff rule changes the way that you should approach kicking the ball off and things like that. Just, you know, all kinds of stuff. And since the game evolves so rapidly, um, the need for data and the need to constantly be like sort of looking at where the edges are is never going to go away. Well, and when we look at specifics, we might as well start talking about the team in particular. I wanted to start on the offensive side, and I I have some questions about the offensive line that that we'll get to. But I know you've looked at Alex Smith and taking a look overall his his play outside of his norm this season. Do you think that's something that's sustainable, or should we look for some kind of change here after the bye week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to imagine that Alex Smith is suddenly this new quarterback who, like, I think when kept clean, he has the second-highest passer rating in the league. Um, when kept – when under pressure, he has the second-highest passer rating in the league. Um, and he's averaging, like, the second-most yards per attempt. So he's – I mean, he's outstripped uh, his career number numbers substantially this year. I think the one – you know, all quarterbacks are pretty good when they're kept clean, um, just, you know, all the good ones at least. And it's kind of like you get this variable thing – when you look at how he does with play action and how he does under pressure. And so I think whenever you're looking for regression candidates, I think you look at those numbers and Alex Smith being second in the league when under pressure in, in quarterback rating is something that I think is a little bit of a red flag. Um, and so if you, if that number regresses to the mean a little bit, um, then you're going to have to look towards, you know, other means to move the ball offensively, whether that is more being more efficient, running the ball on first down um, or, you know, maybe get, getting having him get rid of the ball a little quicker. He's held onto the ball longer this season on average than he did a season ago, um, and those types of things. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm very pleased that Alex Smith has played. I'm very skeptical that 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 level of play can continue for the Chiefs. Well, and when you talk about Alex Smith, he has had differences going into the season. Have you seen a, a big difference in the way he's played the first, you know, five weeks where they're five and zero versus uh, the past four weeks where they've were they're one and three? Yeah, his grades, his PFF grades versus the Steelers and Dallas have, have been poor, and and those are the only two games that the Chiefs' offense has really struggled to move the football. So it certainly is correlated that way. Um, I think one of the issues that the Chiefs are having is that they're not in advantageous downs. So um, Kareem Hunt. Uh, over the last, you know, since the last four weeks is averaging just 3.3 yards per carry. And a lot of that's offensive line, as you said, like 2.8 of that is after contact. So he's just really not getting the holes. Um, but, you know, he had, you know, uh, 12, 15 yard runs. 
the first, you know, the, the first nine games, but only three of them have been in the last four weeks. So, you know, when you when we talk about having success offensively, being in second and five, you know, is way better than being in second and nine. And, you know, and then the Chiefs, you know, run the ball a fair amount on second and long, which is kind of a sucker play. And so, like, being in third and 11 is really difficult but rather than being in third and five where you can sort of not only utilize Travis Kelsey over the middle but go over the top with Tyreek Hill and mix in a little uh, Demarcus Robinson on the other side. Uh, I think it's just, you know, there there's, there's just little inefficiencies that are happening over the last four weeks, and with Alex Smith, the margin is pretty thin. Uh, and, and going forward, I think that's going to continue. I, I look at – whether they whether they're facing an eight man box and maybe that's got a lot to do with how teams have adjusted to them in terms of what they're able to do in the run game, but I go back and I look at the the pass protection as well. And this is a team that, by PFF's rankings, you know, is a top ten or twelve team in terms of sacks allowed. But yet, I think they're right up there in the, in the top five most total pressures allowed. And do you do you see that as a product of mobility with Smith or that uh, this this jostling of the offensive line being the problem? Yeah, I think – so they're 15th in pass-blocking efficiency, it looks like, their offensive line. Um, and you're right, they've they've only allowed 10 sacks, which is which is a, a decent number. They've Smith's only been hit 11 times, which is, um, you know, seventh least, least in the league. Um, but they are allowing a lot of pressures. Um, I think one of the things that people have to be careful about, and we, we, we post these, so we're somewhat uh, guilty of this. So like the Chiefs were third in the NFL in pass blocking efficiency last year, and they were 22nd in 2015. But when I looked at the data, Alex Smith held onto the ball two tenths of a second less in 2016 than 2015. Um, so the offensive line was being asked to do less and hence was having more success. Um, this season, Smith's hanging onto the ball a little longer, much more like 2015. And then you've seen them regress a little bit. Um, I think Eric Fisher and and Mitchell Schwartz have been great. I, they don't give them a lot of help, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And in that division, mm-hmm. when you're facing Vaughn Miller, Khalil Mack, uh, against Dallas, they faced Demarcus Lawrence. Against the Washington, they had, you know, to face Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan. They and and they faced the Eagles too in Week Two. You know, you Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. You have, you know, they've had a really tough schedule. I think if you look at all of the the folks that were betting the under on their win total or, you know, thinking of them as regression candidates, it was the first nine games that folks were looking at. And the fact that they're six and three, um, especially given that they've, they, they've lost Mitch Morse for, to- for a period of time. They lost Laurent Duvernay Tardif for a, a you know, bunch of games. And they still haven't really figured out left guard with uh, Parker Ehinger, um, you know, slow to return. I think the Chiefs' offensive line is one place where you can look and say the the play might increase here in the second half of the season. So you look at what they've lost in terms of different players uh, not being able to play like Morse and LDT, uh, and then you you know you mentioned what they've done against the teams that they've played so far. What do you think that they're going to do against the lesser teams that they've got on their schedule? Because you know, I was looking at the schedule earlier. They don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the season right now. Yeah, and I think it starts this week with the Giants, who have more or less yeah. quit on the season, right? And and it looks like, you know, and the Bills haven't been able to stop the run the last few weeks. Um, the Jets aren't a very good team. Uh, you know, the Raiders' defense is very poor. You know, I think, I think they have to get back to having some success with Kareem Hunt. And, it, you know, it's really, it's really tough because – 
you know, losing Spencer Ware, you know, we all were like, oh, well, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of uh, convenient now that, that folks, we, we have, you know, Kareem Hunt in there. But I, I don't remember a Chiefs running back other than Hunt carrying the ball on first down or second down. You know, they really lean on him a lot as their primary ball carrier. It'd be really nice to have a sort of a change of pace guy. Um, but in that, but that's not going to happen. So, you know, I, I think they really need to get back to, to positive run plays on first and second down, put, putting Alex Smith in, in a position to succeed, putting them in downs where the, some of those gadget plays are going to give them, you know, more advantageous, you know, uh, spots. And then, you know, for me, it's, it's using Travis Kelsey more. I think, you know, some people in the analytics community have sort of shown this, but like throwing to the tight end um, from a, an expected points perspective is the most efficient play on offense. And Travis Kelsey's the third most efficient tight end in the league in terms of every time he runs a route, he's, he's catching two yards worth of passes. So, um, you know, I think throwing to Travis Kelsey more, you know, being more successful on first and second down, if the Chiefs can do that, and I think a lot of that is correlated with offensive line play, um, they will not have a difficult time with the the teams that they have uh, the rest of the way. I think their toughest test is somewhere between the Raiders and the Chargers, and neither one of those teams is very good. So um, they, you know, they very well could finish thirteen and three uh, and have a bye in the first round. And real quick, just. Uh, as a curiosity, who are the other two tight ends, and what are their what's their efficiency that are above Kelsey? And yeah, the Raiders and the Chargers both have to come to Kansas City, so I like those matchups as well. Yeah, I mean, going into the bye, he was first, and then um, actually Vernon Davis has had just a you know last season and a half has been really fantastic. He's about two point four five yards per route run. He's been he completely carved up the Seahawks two weeks ago, and he was pretty good against Minnesota last you know yesterday. And then Rob Gronkowski is about two one hundredths of a yard per route ahead of Kelsey. Um, so, you know, and Kelsey has been great. He's disappeared in a couple games, but um, I mean, he's a, he's the best thing the Chiefs have going, especially, you know, with Tyreek Hill taking the top off the defense. I think Smith is, di- Smith has a difficult time coming all the way back to second receivers. Like, you know, Chris Conley has a lot of potential. He never really panned out. And then Demarcus Robinson, I think we can all see his potential, but it, it just seems like in that Chiefs offense, they have a really difficult time getting all the way back to that second receiver on the on the weak side. Now, when we flip it over, I, I know you you'd put out a graphic uh, including Derek Johnson in coverage, and coverage has been an interesting concept for this team this season. Uh, and there's a lot of hubbub about this, the, the supposed slowdown of Derek Johnson. Maybe that's true in the run game, but uh, I believe he is the the top rated inside linebacker in terms of cover snaps per reception. Do you think that it's a morphing of an aging player just still having a knack in the pass game rather than the more physical take on kind of confrontation in the run? Yeah, it could be that. And they've faced some good running backs in the past game, Chris John, uh, Chris Thompson and, and, and uh, you know, the players of the uh, Darren Sproles that uh, the Eagles had there. You know, I think Derek Johnson has been a good coverage linebacker his entire career. Um, he's in those metrics. He's been in the top five almost every single season, whether he was the, you know, the outside backer in the four three they used to run or or now that he's the inside backer. Um, I think part of that is also the fact that oppose, opposing teams have just had a lot of luck throwing outside against the Chiefs, um, whether that be, you know, Terrence Mitchell, who's lead, still leading the league in yards given up uh, as a cornerback, even though he hasn't played the last two weeks. Um, and then uh, before Steven Nelson came back, uh, Philip Gaines was having a really tough time of it. So, 
you know, I, I think Derek Johnson's always been that kind of player that's been very, very good in, you know, covering uh, the pass, and that's been really good for them. Um, uh, you know, they're they're still searching for that second guy to play next to him and, and be more of a thumper against the run for sure. So what have you seen from – you mentioned the thumper. What have you seen from Reggie Ragland at this point so far? I know it's awfully early in his career, uh, and he hasn't played a lot for the Chiefs, but what have you seen from him so far? You know, I think in the first part of the Dallas game, he was very aggressive and he made some plays, and and I think that's good. I, you know, I think it's got to be tough when you're already splitting snaps with um, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, and then they go a lot of dime, which put more or less puts Sorensen at middle linebacker with Johnson. So I think it's hard to kind of get in a get in a, a groove. Um, but you know, I, I see him very much as a as a run you know run first guy, which is going to make you know his career probably a tough one because the league is a passing league and, and the league is a dime and nickel league. So I'm not exactly sure about his long-term prospects for the chiefs, which is probably disappointing for some of the fans here. But um, I think Kevin Pierre Lewis has been pretty good in coverage. Um, and, and he, to me is probably the, the bigger heir apparent to Johnson right now um, to, to be quite honest. I'm not exactly sure why they bench Ramik Wilson. I think Ramik Wilson is a good player and um, that, having him play a little bit more in the future, plus having Terrence Mitchell back in place of Kenneth Acker. I think I, I, you know, if I'm a betting man, I think the chiefs will probably turn back to those two guys at some point. Um, just because, you know, they have, they have a, such a big lead in their division and they have like kind of weeks to experiment with things. I think the biggest concern, uh, we've talked about it up, down, sideways, and every way that we can this season uh, is the pass rush that, that just this Chiefs team has been brought up on defense and uh, particularly the pass rush. And with Justin Houston back to at least, I don't know, 80% health, I'll call it. Um, the things that stick out to me, and I, I've only run the numbers for this particular team, that overall their edge defenders are, are only rushing the passer on 83% of their uh, passing snaps. Uh, does that sound like that's that's as low as it feels like it is to me in terms of what the rest of the league does? Uh, you, you know what? I think, I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, the, the media will say, you know, uh, Justin Houston rushes, you know, or, uh, goes back in coverage more, uh, than he rushes, which isn't true. Um, and I think, you know, he, he, you know, isn't a problem necessarily. He's something he's in the top 10 at his position group and edge rushing, I think the real issue is, you know, with the fact that, you know, D Ford has, has been a guy who got some sacks last season, but didn't really put consistent pressure on the quarterback. Um, and, you know, this season he's been pretty hurt. And then, you know, then you got to put a guy like Frank Zombo in there, who's actually a pretty good run defender, um, but hasn't been great as a rusher almost his entire time as a chief. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what Holly does. Um, but I think, you know, Justin Houston, if, if, if this Chiefs defense didn't have Justin Houston, they'd be last in the league in every category. So um, I don't know. I I do think that the pass rush has been, you know, they have to kind of hide their cornerbacks a lot. And hence, like, you do see Houston dropping back more than you sh- he should be. Um, and then you don't see as many blitzes, which I think, you know, would really help them. Um, but yeah, pass rush is a huge deal. And I think it starts with Ford. I think it starts with Ali not being there. And when he was there against Dallas, not really bringing any pressure. And, and then it, I think it also starts with Bob Sutton and how he doesn't necessarily change up. You know, I think it's probably smart to have Zombo play on rundowns and, and keep Ford and Holly fresh. And 
that simply hasn't been it. Ford's played a lot of snaps when he's played and uh, he's, you know, been relatively ineffective against the run. And so far this season, he's been slow to go as a pass rusher. What are you seeing when it comes to the Chiefs defensive line? You look at Chris Jones and I'm not going to say he's taking a step back, but he doesn't look as dominant as uh, I saw last year. Uh, and, and then Benny Logan is taking over for, um, you know, Don Terry Poe. And I think he's done a good job for the most part. And you get Alan Bailey back. I think he's really helped as well, but they just, just don't seem to be able to keep the linebackers clean enough to be able to make the plays in the run. Yep. Jones, uh, I think your intuition is good. Jones is about, he's a, he's pretty far down the list in terms of run stop percentage for three, four defensive ends. Um, he's still been productive as a pass rusher. In fact, you know, probably their, their second best pass rusher. Um, but you're right. He he's taken a step back against the run. Um, you know, I think the chiefs for a long time there had defensive linemen that were sort of more in the mold of the old four, three, three, four, where like they just take two gaps and all that kind of stuff. And they gave up a ton as pass rushers. Um, now you kind of have a few guys who are supposedly better pass rushers, but then they get moved around too much in the run game. So it's a, it's really a catch-22 because the league, I think there's a lot of really good interior linemen in the league. And, you know, after his rookie season, we saw Chris Jones as being a player that could be in that mold. Um, and he certainly hasn't improved this year, um, especially against Iran, which I think is concerning. Um, it was really disappointing to see Roy Miller have, you know, get arrested and then eventually released because I thought he was a decent player in terms of holding the point as a nose tackle in the base defense. Um, it'll be interesting. Cam Thomas is the guy they signed today and he's played about 2,500 snaps in his career. So um, we'll see if that experience will, will help. Um, it, it's, it's important for the chiefs that they're not going to have get pressure from their interior guys, at least to have guys that'll, you know, uh, take on double teams and things like that and keep people off the linebackers, as you said. Well, and my last question real quick, uh, you look at what Chris Jones has been and, you know, he didn't start the Dallas game. And, and I think there's been a couple of times where he hasn't started and Rakeem Nunez Roaches has started. Do you think that's mainly because he's been struggling against the run and, and that's where Kansas City has been getting gashed? Yeah, I think that there's, I mean, I think that they're experimenting quite a bit now. I think the one game they started a three, three, five, uh, against, um, I want to say that was Oakland. Uh, they did a decent job stopping the run. Uh, like you said, they didn't start Chris Jones against Dallas. You know, they played Roy Miller more, uh, and he's actually graded okay until, you know, now he's not on the team anymore. Um, Rakim Nunez Roaches is a guy they've liked, and I think they're trying to mix him in more. Um, yeah, I really do think that they need to get, they need to start sort of moving those parts around, looking at what players do well, what players don't do well. You know, maybe, you know, in your, in third downs, have Holly, Ford, and, Houston all at the field on the field at the same time. Um, and then on base downs, try to have Mick Zombo in more because he's sturdier against the run. Uh, yeah. And then probably differentiate between the defensive linemen you think can get to the quarterback and the ones that you are more going to lean on to get double teams. Folks, you need to follow him at PFF underscore Eric Eager. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate the time and all the insight that uh, we can't really just glean by ourselves. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's fun. And that's Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. All right, take care, guys. And that's also it for us today. Make sure you check back tomorrow. We're going to be talking with Seth Kaiser once again. We have our game preview coming Friday, and we'll get everything ready for the Giants as the Chiefs get ready to get back on track in this second part of the season. Thank you for listening today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.